In this presentation, we will take a look at expenses that don't qualify with relation to the American Opportunity Tax Credit. This information can be found in publication 970. Expenses that don't qualify. Qualified education expenses do not include amounts paid for. So these are specifically excluded, the amounts that are not included, and they include insurance, medical expenses, including student health fees, room and board, and transportation, or uh, similar personal living or family expenses. So note key components here. Insurance, so that would be a little outside medical expenses. That would be a stretch if you would have thought that medical expenses would be included in the education expenses. The room and board, probably the biggest one here to take a look at. Expenses don't qualify, that don't qualify, as well as transportation or any similar personal living or family expenses. If you're getting creative in the thought process, then that's going <laughs> to cover, could cover some of those areas. And of course, always can think about kind of gray areas and where they, where they would fall. So what we would do is, is want to make sure that you look at the qualified expenses, look at the ones that are specifically not qualified. And if you come up with any examples that uh, you're, you're considering it and you think, well, does this fall within the range? Then you've got terms like similar personal living and, and family expenses on the don't qualified range. And you'd have to make your, your best call there. Of course, the ones that would be most likely to qualify are going to be the items typically that will be reported to us in terms of the qualified tuition, things that are going to be reported to us in uh, 1098T. Back to the text. This is true even if the amount must be paid to the institution as a condition of enrollment or attendance. Sports, uh, games, hobbies, and non-credit courses. Qualified education expenses generally don't include expenses that relate to any course of instruction or other education that involves sports, games, or hobbies. So if the main point, of course, is the sports, the game, or the hobby as the expense, then typically wouldn't be qualifying back to the text or any non-credit course. So if you're taking a course that is non-credited, then of course the, the law is probably assuming, I'm reading into it here, probably assuming that the non-credit course is done as some kind of hobby or some type of game rather than for educational purposes that might be for future employment. Back to the text. However, if the course of instruction or other education is part of the student's degree program, these expenses can qualify. So note that if you took, for example, if you took something that would be a sport related or a hobby related, say pottery or something or art or something like that, and it was uh, in relation to the degree to the study or possibly like a qualified general education expense or something like that, then you would think it would qualify. Or if you're taking some type of sport, even if it was something like bowling or something like that, that actually gave you some credits that qualify towards the, de the degree program, you would think then that in that case, it would be something that would typically qualify. But if it's something that doesn't give any educational credit, doesn't really work for or towards the educational uh, degree, then you would think that typically it would not qualify. Uh, back to the text. Comprehensive or bundled fees. Some eligible educational institutions combine all their fees of an academic period into one amount. If you don't receive or don't have access to an allocation showing how much you paid for the qualified education expenses and how much you paid for personal expenses, such as those listed earlier, contact the institution. The institution is generally required to make this uh, allocation and provide you with the amount you paid or were billed for qualified education expenses on form 1098T. So once again, we're probably going to get that 
1098T, and that should break everything out because, of course, the IRS is trying to make the, the institution the one that's liable or for reporting the information to both the student and to the IRS because they have the most leverage, of course, over the institution. So the 1098T should hopefully give us the information that we need to fill out, also give us a breakout of the items that would be uh, included or not. And if, and if, there, if it's not included or if we have any questions, then the first place would go would be to the institution that would typically be, be required to uh, do that information. And most are pretty good at doing that because, of course, they want to be in compliance uh, with the laws and regulations so that they can be in compliance and continue with the business. So back to the text. See figure the credit later for more information about uh, Form 1098-T.